The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So I promised, though, we would get the latest uh, from Israel and the Gaza Strip. Bell True is an international correspondent for The Independent and is with me now. Bell, you're very welcome to the show. Uh, what is happening on the ground as we speak? Well, the latest, I've just literally got off the phone to the Israeli military who said they are poised and ready for to launch a ground incursion of Gaza. It's a political decision that has to be greenlit by the government, but the military is ready. They've amassed troops at the border, including four divisions. They won't give the numbers or the specifics, um, but they said that they are ready. Meanwhile, they have uh, launched or continue to launch a ferocious bombardment on Gaza. One military official told me that this was the heaviest level of bombing that they have done on Gaza pretty much ever, um, and that they won't stop, basically. Um, From inside Gaza's trip, uh, civilians are terrified. They've got nowhere to hide. There is no bomb shelters in Gaza and it's only um, you know, a few kilometres long and wide and there's two million people, million people who live there. So there's very few places to take shelter. So unfortunately, I think there's going to be um, far more bloodshed on the horizon. Are there still rocket attacks from Gaza into Israel? Yes, there are. Um, there's a relentless bombardment as well from rockets uh from Gaza um, into Israel, and um, you know, just in the last few hours, I'm in Tel Aviv right now. You can you can hear the booms um, of the interceptions, but yes, so there's still quite heavy rocket fire coming from from the strip. And I I, I know um, one of the kind of perceived wisdoms or the narrative that has emerged in recent days is this this is a kind of a, a massive intelligence failure on, on the part of the Israelis. But I mean. What what is the suspicion amongst those you speak to within the Israeli military that I mean how close are Hamas to de- depleting that supply of rockets? So it's in, it's impossible for them to say at the moment. Every time I ask the Israeli military this question, they say that they're just focused on their own operations and moving forward. They 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 are still tr- working to. Um, sorry, they're still working to secure the south of the country um, because there were at least or as many as 80 breaches in the Gaza border, um, as well as this um, aerial campaign on Gaza. So we don't know, but you know, in the past, um, the rocket stockpiles have been able to last several weeks. So I expect this situation to continue. Sean Bell is with us as well, who is a retired Air Vice Marshal who served with the UK military and current advisor with Global Defence Consultants, UDSS. Sean, you're welcome to the show. Um, if we strip back, and it, it's kind of an impossibility completely, but if we try and strip back as much as we can, the kind of the rights and wrongs of what's happening and, and, and try and give people a sense of practically what might happen militarily and politically over the coming period. Um, that's what I'd like to do. And let's start with that kind of military piece. What do you suspect is the the mission statement or the parameters of the Israelis at, at this point in time? What will they determine as a success in this operation? Yeah, good afternoon. I mean, the, the tragedy of this is, um, as, a, as a former military guy, studied wars and what the objectives are. Unfortunately, this conflict is depressing in as much that um, there isn't going to be a military solution to this problem. It's a political challenge. So, these, um, the fighting is all about retribution. And therefore, when you ask about what Israel is seeking to achieve, the, it's going to try to take tanks into um, a city of 2.3 million people, incredibly hostile. Um, what is it seeking to achieve? Probably it will be to destroy Hamas. But um, practically, you can destroy buildings, 
But it'll be very difficult to work out who is Hamas and who is not, since most of them will not be wearing uniforms, I suspect. And even if you were in some way able to completely obliterate Hamas, you can't get rid of an ideology. You can't get rid of that idea. And there'll be generations of people who will have idols of Hamas who will grow up. This will simply deepen the fissures. And even once Israel has gone in, how do they get themselves out again? Um, because they can't hold the Gaza. Um, they can go in there and then come out again. But what we can, the only thing we can guarantee is that there'll be a huge amount of bloodshed, that there'll be a huge amount of civilians and innocent civilians who will be um, casualties in this. Mm -hmm. And both sides will suffer dreadfully. It's very difficult to see any positive out of this at all. Given the massive disparity in strength, I mean, is there much risk for the Israelis launching this ground invasion? I mean, how, how, how mindful should they be of things like, you know, the street-to-street fighting we all got used to seeing in Bakhmut and Mariupol and people would have kind of recollections further back in time of Stalingrad and those names echoing. I think that one of the most dangerous pieces of warfare is urban warfare because every street corner, every door, every window poses a threat. And if you are an army in uniform um, making your way to try and clear a city, um, I do not envy them that task. It will be, they will be incredibly vulnerable. Um, almost certainly they won't be able to take their armor in because that will be, again, very vulnerable. And if, uh, if um, rumors are be believed that Hamas has got some anti-tank weapons, that could end up being very difficult as well. I think what's been fascinating about this is if you go right the way back to the start of what Hamas was seeking to achieve, I mean, basically, they seem to have planned a very well-executed military operation. They know the Iron Dome system can protect Israel. But when you look at the number of launches it has, the maximum number of missiles it can put in the air, it's around about 100 per, per, per sort of enclave. Mm. By putting 5,000 missiles in, they completely um, deluged and completely an, an order of magnitude more missiles than this system could deal with. But the question is, what can Hamas achieve? They can't win against the Israeli army. So again, this the futility of what from a military perspective is going on is simply it's fanned the flames of hatred. What Hamas did in Israel was abhorrent and Israel seems to be hell bent on revenge, but it will be there will be no winners out of this in any conventional yeah. sense. I mean, it's, it's it's so easy for, you know, people here in Ireland to, to look at it and say, well, listen, you know, Hamas will never achieve its stated aim of, of wiping Israel off the, the face of the map. At the same time, the Israelis are, are not going to be able to push every Palestinian into the sea, even if that's what they wanted to do. So why not knock heads together? You know, easier said than done, I guess, is, the, uh, uh, is what I'm saying in a much more roundabout way. Uh, whose job is it? Or is it anyone's job beyond the Israelis and Palestinians within the international community to, to force a peace? Well, the trouble is, if this was simple, it would have been done a long time yeah. ago. Um, and let's be blunt. I, I don't think, I mean, this is a failure of, of politics. It's a failure of diplomacy. But that would be a bit strong because, to my knowledge, there's been lots of really intensive efforts. But because of the hatred, this is visceral. This isn't just a... Uh, you know, quibble about backyards. This is visceral hatred. And when that goes back through generations, neither side is really prepared to talk. And I think uh, we've heard from President Biden that uh, his, uh, his you know, um, advisors have said one of the reasons he's not got intimately involved is there didn't seem to be any appetite from either side to at least explore 
what peace might look like. And one can only assume really that one of the reasons potentially that Hamas has done this is to raise the profile to attract more international effort to try to find a solution. And if you look at this from a grand tectonic plate perspective, yeah. you know, the it was only 82 that Jordan recognised the borders. It was 94 that Egypt did. There's been talk of Saudi Arabia trying to normalise relations with uh, Israel. These are things that are happening over decades. That's the sort of length of time it's taken to move the dial just gently towards a peace and yet, in the spirit of a few days, that dial gets ramped all the way back to ground zero again. It's very – I, I wish I could be more upbeat about it, mm. but it's incredibly depressing. Well, the Taoiseach here for what it's worth this morning on the Pat Kenny Show, Leo Varadkar, expressing concern at the um, scale of the retribution being visited uh, on uh, the Gaza Strip by Israel. So we're going to come back to this discussion and talk about those comments after five o'clock. In the meantime, thank you to Sean Bell, a retired Air Vice Marshal who served with the UK military and a current current advisor with Global Defence Consultants, UDSS, and Bell True as well, the international correspondent for The Independent. Uh, one of our listeners says, these poor people in Gaza are just sitting ducks, shooting fish in a barrel. They've had free reign to do as they please with Gaza and the Palestinian people. The bloodshed needs to be stopped. Our governments have a lot to answer for allowing Israel to get away with it. I have been critical of Israel uh, uh, several times over the last couple of days on this show, but it is worth pointing out that the bloodshed is not theirs and theirs alone at the moment. As Sean said, about 5,000 rockets from Hamas, from the Gaza Strip, currently raining down on Israeli enclaves where they only have enough in the Iron Dome system to shoot 100 out of the sky. Now, you do the maths. That's an awful lot of bloodshed there, but... The overacker is right. The scale of retribution will be much more one-sided. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.